fresh catch. With David Dean and Dave Ryan. Hey, welcome to Fresh Catch. Welcome, welcome. This is Dave Ron uh, with my good little buddy. My little buddy. I'm David right here. Dave. Yeah. And uh, we're still we're still in a place where we're uh, thinking, working, contemplating, uh, praying. Uh, the conversation that we had last week with our two buddies were, was, was really good, wasn't it, David? Yeah, and and it was one of those podcasts where you know you and I both talked about it afterwards. Where you know how when you see like a, a really powerful movie and you walk out of the theater, and some of these great movies with a powerful message and story, it it you have it in your head for for days and weeks. And uh, uh, when we ended that podcast last week, talking with uh, Arthur Wilson and Josh Raines, two of our, our friends of color, and, and to get their insight, I felt like it was a powerful podcast that just rang and re resonated in my ears for uh, for days and days. Things they said, um, as, a, as a white guy, things we take for granted, experiences that they've had in 2020. Yeah. I, I was I was dumbfounded. Yeah, and I and I here's here's the the caution I have for at this moment in time. It feels like it feels like there's such profound insight that we carry from such those kind of conversations where we listen where we where we just listen. We don't get defensive, we try to understand. We want to understand what somebody's story is, what their reality is. We don't try to explain away, oh, well, maybe this is why it happened. this is we just listen. and then we imagine what it feels like to have been in their shoes and so all by itself that is so deep and so important of a takeaway that we could kind of go well that was good you know I mean now you now you kind of you know wipe wipe your hands we, of this a little we bit did our, we did our white job yeah yeah and, and I I think uh people of all colors are talking about this being different than sometimes in the past. You know, every once in a while we've gotten these spikes of, you know, consciousness, consciousness and awareness and like, let's do something, but it never translates. This one feels a little different to a lot of people, but to me, it hasn't turned the corner yet. It, no. I mean, we don't have, we have people's attention. We do not have, everybody aligned on on action that'll cha change things. So there's ideas floating around that are, that are really, that are really kind of crazy. I mean, they're, the idea of defunding police, for example. Wow, mm -hmm. wow. You kind of go, how does that, I, I mean, that or needs impact, the, yeah. Yeah, and you're right. And in, in the state of Illinois is looking to license police. So you have to have, to be a, a licensed uh, person of, 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 you know, civility with, that carries a weapon. And so if, if you get out of line or do something wrong, your license is revoked or you have marks against your license. Uh, uh, there's a lot of steps that can be made. And, and you said it, you hear it, but you have to put it into action. And it's, yeah. 
for, for those of us that live in a predominantly white community, we have to work just a tad harder. We have to, to push a little farther to reach out to areas and communities of, of race and, and start that way. Well, and, and I got to tell you, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes the solutions are worse than the, than, than the problems. I don't, I'm not claiming that right now. But I have an image in my mind that's a, that is, was horrifying from last week from um, our, our state to the north, Michigan, where there was a peaceful protest going on. And I can't remember the town, but a peaceful protest is going on. And at the same time, there had to be 20 people, all white people, with their uh, rifles armed and just standing spaced out like six feet away from each other standing on the side just watching people as they walk by and i'm going that so that's actually where i want police i mean i i want police in that mix i do not the i the just the notion that there's uh the possibility of people taking up arms to do what right now what are Correct. you oh what my goodness a peaceful protest of white people and you're holding a gun whether they're white or black I and mean, right. it's a peaceful what 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 business is it of yours as a civilian to go out there with a gun and say well is this intimidation is this that's what i strong, thought a yeah. strong arm tactic that's what i thought david i mean so okay so let's imagine hey you uh you had a little magic but did you ever were you ever a clown well <laughs> were you did you ever put clown hey, makeup you, on? You, I want to you, put you in that parade. I want to have you. I want to have you hard right turn. With those guys. You took a hard right turn. We had a really serious <laughs> racial divide, and then all of a sudden, I listen. Did, I didn't see that steering wheel, but you you cut right to the clown <laughs> business. I just know that everybody needs to bring all of their gifts and assets to this problem and don't be surprised you're sitting here kind of going, yeah i can make a sign i can walk in a protest no what we can need to something? do is we do need to dance it? between the guys holding the ak-47s and kind of going hey did you hear the one about so you're saying <laughs> if if i had my clown outfit on and i walked in between those those guys with their their rifles and guns and maybe going out to the approach you think a clown would try to maybe bridge that 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 top that issue i think i i, I mean i mean there's you know so if there is an if there is and i think there really is I'm, I'm not making fun here i think there's a nobility to a comedian when a comedian helps expose ridiculous behavior even i'll i'll say even i say evil behavior i mean can you imagine somebody doing stand-up with adolf hitler in the crowd and just just picking on him just and mel brooks, did. Mel brooks and he's did. probably gonna get executed afterwards but it doesn't matter i think a comic's job is uh we are we are sort of commentators of society we're, we're kind of saying what the the world's thinking uh that's that's the positive. The negative is, uh, we have these we have these snide remarks and these these cynical uh, look at world 
uh, issues, but we, we're not the kind that belong in politics. We're not like the, the deal makers and the problem solvers. We're just simply uh, like a court gesture, you know, just we sit in the back and, and kind of poke fun. And uh, uh, Jeffrey Ross, he's a, he's a naughty comedian, but he posted something brilliant. Uh, he reposted a, a tweet from NASCAR that NASCAR said they were going to, at the, uh, this season, that the NASCAR races were going to ban all Confederate flags. Wow. Cars, stadium, people, everything. And Jeffrey Ross's comment was, this would be great news if it were 1890. <laughs> and wow. I thought, I thought. <laughs> He's right. I mean, it's like. <laughs> what's what's taking you so long yeah and we got we probably have people in the south that maybe listen to us and and we're, we'll have some complaints about this but i think it's just the uh after listening to arthur and josh last week it's just all the little tiny remnants from the past that that still it's still a reminder that that we do have racial divide and, and, it, yeah. and it's a thing yeah and um, and it, and and I think in the current climate, and maybe beyond the current climate, it might not be enough to just go. You know, you heard somebody say something that was just a little bit off, and you inwardly you wince and you kind of go, "Oh man, I didn't like that," and you think to yourself, "Okay, that yeah, that person's off." Um, I think we've got to find a way to, to make whatever's inward outward in those moments. And we have to elevate. And so the hard conversation that I want to suggest is, and maybe this is part two here, is last week is a hard conversation where we get understanding from our friends of color, our, especially our black friends. And we, we ask hard questions um, and invite what we're going to be our, you know, real answers that are, that hit us hard, that hurt us. And that maybe injure us and maybe, maybe say I was, I was to blame in some ways. I think round two of hard conversations is when you and I, as, as people, white men of, of privilege and color, or I guess if white's a color, but we actually uh, take it to another level with our white friends. Did you did you notice a couple of times last week talking with Arthur and Josh, we would ask them tough questions, and Arthur's a little older, Josh is a little younger, so you had two different you know age demographics. Josh grew up in the South, Arthur, Fort Wayne, Indiana. But we asked them some tough questions, and did you notice there was a time or two before they would answer? They would almost preface their answer with, "I hope we don't step on toes," or. I hope I don't offend or, yep. you know, and I, that's what I wanted. I'm, I'm like, just be candid. You're not going to hurt Dave or I or any list. Just, just be honest. And I think they did that. And I, I appreciated those, those uh, answers. So, so maybe that's the, the way forward with, with our uh, white friends too. You know, somebody says something that makes us wince and instead of just blowing them up, like you might want to do like, that's so stupid. You're a racist. You know, okay. Well that shuts down discussion too. I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're still trying at the heart of this. We're not trying to entrench people. 
You're trying right. to win people. You're trying to convert people. That's a great, I mean, that's a great it is point. a conversion. It's, it's, and, and I don't have any hope that somebody's heart changes unless it gets softer in the first place. So did you, did you hear from a lot of um, friends this past week, either by a text or face to face? I, I had a lot of great comments. Um, just, you know, hearing little white Huntington that just said, Hey, that was, that was a good conversation. It wasn't you and I, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, hijacking the conversation. Uh Oh, Hey, you froze up my friend. This is not good. Um, I am going to call a pause in the, cause you are, you are frozen on my screen and nobody wants to hear me talk forever. So I'm going to stop recording for a second, pause recording. I am going to, uh, send some sort of, uh, geek squad to you and, uh, and we'll see if we can get you fixed and get you back up. So hang on. So here's the thing. Uh, we don't know if it was David's problem or my problem because I saw him freeze up. He saw me apparently just shut down too. So I saw you freeze up. Yeah, well, you're imagining that you're saying something that's being recorded, but it's not. I'm still saying something. I have no idea until we get to the recording what really will take place. And then all of a sudden when I stopped recording, my my rebooted. So it may be that it was me. <laughs> I got all I know, all I know is that for 60 seconds I was Ed McMahon without Johnny Carson. It was me. It was me hosting the Tonight Show. You were gone. You went backstage for a cup of coffee and I got to just run with it for 60 seconds. And I tell you what, I think our our Uploads this week are going to skyrocket just over that 60 seconds of you taking a union coffee break. <laughs> I tell you, I uh, I think we got demonic activity going on here. There's something <laughs> here because you and I are about to change the world with authentic conversations, hard conversations with especially. We're gonna we're gonna listen really well over here to our black friends. And then we're going to have hard conversations over here to our white friends. And nobody wants that. The enemy does not want that because you and I, my friend, are peacemakers. We are going to we help forge peace. We are. And you know what? Last week, going back to last week, you and I were on the right track because I followed Josh Raines and Arthur on social media. And Josh is the, uh, one of the on-air personalities at Star 83 in Fort Wayne. I saw his post this past week, Dave minimum of three and I, there could have been more I, I didn't see it he was he was as a guest on at least three different either radio shows podcasts church podcasts I think it's fantastic I think people are they're, they're reaching out and this is a young guy he's what 25 26 yeah he had great insight Dave I have a I have a longtime friend her name is Dr. Renee Rochester uh, Dr. Renee uh, saw my note, and by the way, this is, you know, this is a little bit of a significant day. This is my last Thursday to be in full-time employment with Youth for Christ. I mean, I, I and maybe with anything, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not ever re-entering the status of full-time employment. So I'm about to retire, which means I'm I'm going to pitch you next week on the notion of fresh catch every single day, twice a day. <laughs> Because you've got some time on your head. So much time. 
I can we talk about this now? <laughs> I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like that 55 year old dad with a 12 year old boy. <laughs> you wanna go play baseball? Yeah. You wanna go get ice cream? Yeah. You wanna ride the bike? Wanna yeah. do a podcast? Hey yeah. Dave, I love you. But go mow the yard. <laughs> exactly. Can you do something else? I'm done twice already today. <laughs> well, hey, listen, Dr. Renee is a is a longtime friend of mine. Um, I reached out to her years ago when I first got back involved in Youth for Christ. And long story short, we began a little dialogue and, and we brought her on to our national team and she became our national director. But Dr. Renee, first African American to get a a uh, PhD from University of Texas in educational psychology. Um, she flows, she's a fantastic teacher. I uh, had her, when I was leading the master's program in youth ministry at Huntington, she became one of my go-to professors. She was a, she was a, a standard prof. Uh, she has an unbelievable story, kind of grew up in the projects area up in New Jersey um, and uh, went to University of Texas on scholarships. She played college basketball. She was set to go to the Olympics. She was going to, when the Olympics got boycotted by Jimmy Carter's uh, era. So, and, but here's the thing about Dr. Renee, anybody who's had her in class or knows about her, she does something that I, I, nobody else in my life have ever seen to do. She does something that she calls, she calls it conversating scripture. So she's just in this conversation with you and, and in the midst of it, without missing a beat, she is quoting scripture and it flows naturally. It's not, it, it is just like, and, and she is making her point and it's just kind of all over her. And I'm telling you, if there's somebody who's got that sort of anointing and prophetic voice, it's Dr. Renee. Well, she saw that I was retiring. So she, she reaches out and calls me and we had this great, uh, great conversation. And um, she's blessing me. She's encouraging me. But then, she, then she's making fun of this moment a little bit. She's going, hey, this is, she's going, she says, this is pretty unusual. She says, it's the black woman reaching out to the white guy. I got to tell you, everybody who's a friend of mine right now who's white has been calling me. They all been reaching out. They're going, hey, what's going on, Doc? What should we be doing, Doc? What's your <laughs> and she's going, I'm trying to be patient with him. Well, she posted something. She sent me a link, and it's on my Facebook page right now. She put about a, a 15-minute, like only Dr. Renee could do, a little devotional talk that I'm telling you, it just stirs my heart. It was so, it was, it was the kind of wisdom uh, that comes from experience and knowing God and knowing God's word and then speaking, especially to young leaders in the African-American community who are, you know, protest, yes, but demolish, no. And it's just like, oh man, it was about getting the sequence right. So, um, man, I, but, but to your point of Josh going, yeah, everybody's, everybody's reaching out to me, asking for insight. Well, there's Doc. She's making fun of this moment a little bit. That that's a that's a great example of of that of that bridge gapping of her reaching out to you. I I had one by happenstance a number of years ago, and I would suggest that everybody listening, all nine of you, I suggest you do this. Uh, a few years ago, I was in Detroit, and Detroit to Fort Wayne is only about an hour flight. It's actually 30 minutes, but it's 15 taxi, 15 taxi, and then a 30-minute flight. So I had been gone for about six days, and I needed to get home to Indiana. And I cannot find any more flights. South Bend, all the nearby airports, all the rental cars are out. It's, the weather is not the greatest there in Detroit. 
God somehow <laughs> orchestrated for me to run into Luther Whitfield, our mutual friend and, and community leader in Fort Wayne, pastor at New Covenant. Luther and I look at each other and say, hey, you trying to get home? Yeah, I am. Me too. <clears throat> we get a rental car. We split it. And we do three hours home. Race never came up. We, it was just two guys in a car just laughing and having fun. And it, it was, yeah. it was just absolutely uh, so, so wonderful uh, to have that ride home and just have that conversation with him. It was, it was brilliant. Well, that's all that, that could be a metaphor for solutions in many ways. Right. I mean, we all say it, as long when we find and, and, the agreement on the common problem, Hey, I need to get here. You need to get here. Can we go together? Can we split the cost? You know, I would suggest everybody get to an airport and find out how do we just split a car and just drive home with somebody of color and just, just dialogue. Wow. Wow. That's good. Hey, uh, I don't know what's going on here with the gremlins, but you, you've you're, been you're kind freezing of, too. Yeah. You've been freezing up and up and down and it could be me. It could be. I, uh, okay. I'm going to move it little, out, Dave. a little closer here because um, I'm being visited this week by my daughter and my son-in-law my two grandkids nope. and um you're, you're freezing i uh i believe i believe i'm i'm recording i think i'm recording i'm watching my green microphone move so that's i'm gonna i'm gonna keep talking but but it could be that my brother-in-law i can see him now. son-in-law my son-in-law might be hijacking some of our bandwidth you know he's always been jealous of me and he's not a cubs fan so that, that's I, mean, some of it too. But I also find it, I find it a bit ironic, Dave, that when when you're talking, the power's good, the bandwidth is great. Old Dave starts telling a story, and I lock up the recordings off. Do you? Is there something you need to share? With it? You're locked up. See? Yeah, I I mean your hands are frozen in midair right now, and and the only good thing about this is anybody who's been in COVID understands the Zoom lockup. You know, so. Who knows? I don't know why this stuff works. I just, it's like, David, have you ever been, got, you know, I know you have. It, you, you hit the toilet and you barely make it and it was a bad experience. And frankly, it's just not all flushing down. And you just kind of know it's not that hard. It's, it's clogged. <laughs> do, you think, do you think that's what listeners are going to feel like when they listen to this podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> we worked so hard to get to the toilet, and it just wasn't worth it. I don't, that's, <laughs> well, it, in this in this sense, they might be right. Let's just flush this thing and move on, and 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 we'll reset next week. And, and there you froze up. I have no idea whether you agree with me or not. Your mouth is open. Your tongue is kind of hanging out. And I can't, what, what are you saying? <laughs> hey, the listeners can't hear your gestures. You have to say things. Were you able to hear my, my commentary that you talked about the, the toilet reference? <laughs> listeners coming to this podcast, let's get to it. And then when we get to it, it's like the toilet. Oh, just not worth it. <laughs> it's just not I worth just it. Gone in, I should have just gone in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and so... We're going to end this podcast. It's about time anyway. 
and we should end it. And I'm just, I, 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 I am sorry to all of our listeners and we'll try to do better next time and try to figure out what's going on. Um, but, uh, in the meantime, the content is there. It just, it's the technology isn't. Yeah. I I'm sure that once I'm retired, just, a, you know, on the other side of Tuesday, I will probably figure these things out because I'll have time on my hands and you froze again. <laughs> so yeah. listen, I don't know I, until we get hit the recording. It may be that this thing won't even go anywhere, but if, 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 uh, if, if it looks okay, I'm still going to play it, uh, put it up for us. And we tried. We did. That's, you know what? That's exactly where we want to be in these we're hard trying conversations. To, we're, trying to, we're trying to reconcile with technology. We're going to, starts here. It has to start here. With it you starts and I. with technology. Don't be shutting my microphone off. All right. Love you, brother. Me too.